You're listening to a podcast appearing on the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network. The sound of the voice on the other end of a 911 call is almost always delivered frantically. The needs of the caller on the other end of a 911 call are ones that need to be met immediately. The services sent to a caller during a 911 call are always delivered efficiently. The stories, perspectives, and details created by these calls over more than 20 years are life lessons and legacies for everyone involved, including me. The records are archived for all time, like this podcast, digitally. I am a 911 dispatcher. My name is Lisa. This is Digitally Dispatched. The story I want to tell you tonight is a very exciting one. And what makes it so exciting is not just what happened, but when it happened in my career. As a 911 police dispatcher, I am asked all the time, what is your most memorable call or what is your most exciting call? And for me, my go-to has always been the case of the suburban samurai. The call begins. Very early in my career, I took a 911 call and the woman on the other end, when I said, 911, where's your emergency? She said, my name is, insert her name. And then she said, I am located at, and told me her address, which we all know location is paramount in getting help to people. I repeated the address back to her just to make sure I had it correct. And she said, yes, that's correct. And I said, well, what's going on? She said, I've been stabbed with a samurai sword. Of course, my adrenaline goes through the roof and I squeal, you've been stabbed? She said, yes, with a samurai sword. Wait, with a samurai sword? She said, yes, ma'am. And then she went on to tell me that she took out the samurai sword. Well, in my experience, I know you're not supposed to take a knife out because then you're going to bleed out, right? Well, she explained to me, I had to take out the sword because I was impaled to my bed. She was impaled to her bed and was unable to get to the phone unless she took the sword out of her own body. She said she took it out slowly so that she could get to the phone and call 911. Here's where I have a disruption in my brain. I have a medical emergency because she's just been stabbed with a samurai sword. But I also have a crime scene because she was just stabbed with a samurai sword. Do I send her call to a medical dispatcher so we can get medical help to her? Or do I just hold on to her and deal with the criminal side? Well, we did both. I transferred her over to the medic dispatcher. They verified her address again just to make sure they knew where to send ambulance. And she explained the situation. I transferred the call to the medical dispatcher to see if he could help me help this woman. And that's where this whole adventure begins. Okay, I'm going to go 10-6 for a sec. I want you to 10-5 with my sponsors to see how they can help you out. When we're 10-8, we'll come back to the scene and we'll let you know what else happened. I am Lisa and you are being digitally dispatched. Thought about a career in voiceover? Need a great cost-effective on-hold message for your organization or business? Don't know where to start? Check out The Voice Farm, your one-stop shop for voiceover needs. Check it out now by accessing The Voice Farm at voicefarmers.com. 
and see what difference can be made with a company that is truly outside the box. From the Voice Box, voicefarmers.com. That's voicefarmers.com. Do you like what you're hearing during the Digitally Dispatched podcast? Let's have a conversation about how you can help us grow. Visit my website at digitallydispatched.com and let's find a way to get your organization, business, or effort to benefit from my focused and engaged audience. Let me help you grow your digital footprint and foster educational content on the internet. Open a channel now at digitallydispatched.com. That's digitallydispatched.com. Make your podcast soar with the Editor Core. Editing podcasts can be ugh, rough. Everyone knows that you'll spend at least double the time you use creating the podcast when editing it. Then there's the control freak factor and the gotta get it right the first time. Well, it's time to shove all that out the door and make your podcast soar with the Editor Core. The Editor Core is a talented, experienced team of podcast editors that have edited tens of thousands of hours of podcast content, and they're ready for yours now. Check out EditorCore.com because it's time to make your podcast soar. EditorCore.com. That's EditorCore.com. Welcome back to the call. We were on scene with the call that is the pinnacle of my career. The call continues. I just introduced you to a woman who was not only stabbed with a samurai sword, but she took it out of her own body so that she could call 911 for help. When we left, I had transferred the call over to the EMS dispatcher. Fortunately for me, he knew that I was new at being a dispatcher. He also knew that with the medical emergency going on, I probably wasn't able to ask all the questions that I needed to ask for my officers. So he took it upon himself not only to ask her the medical questions, but he peppered in all the other questions that I needed, like, do you know who did this to you? To which my caller said yes. And she gave us the names, first, last, and middle initial, as well as their dates of birth. I had them on mute so that I could listen to what was going on as well as talk inside my dispatch room to my partner and say, she's giving me names, I'm putting them in, we can get all this taken care of on our side of it. I'm running the names through the computer, so we have not only their histories, but their pictures if needed. The medical dispatcher also asked, did they leave in a vehicle, do you know? And she said, yes. They left in a green in color, whatever it was. <laughs> and she said it was registered to her, to which I could page that out and find out how many vehicles she had registered to her. Fortunately, the one she drove and the one they drove. So I had a license plate for my officers that they could look for that on their way into the call. She gave us a time frame, which was great because our officers like to know how long ago did this happen and what's our likelihood of being able to catch the bad guys. In this case, we were on scene within two to three minutes of them leaving the scene. And once we gave out the vehicle description, the two officers going into the scene told the other officers, I believe I just passed that vehicle on my way in. So we had everybody looking for that vehicle. We had the two officers on scene and with more coming, of course, because this is a hot call. And once the officers arrived on scene, they went in to check the perimeter of the house. They checked the interior of the house. 
and they checked on our victim. Once the scene was secure, they advised dispatch we could let EMS come in. We don't ever want other first responders to respond in if there's any kind of risk on their part. So we did let EMS know. Since I was still on the phone with the EMS dispatcher who was still asking questions, I could tell him, you're clear to go in to give her help. After the EMTs took our victim to the hospital, our crime scene was set. Officers roped the area off just to keep the safety of everyone around. And the detectives we had called were able to come in as well. My officers had been on scene for approximately an hour when a very familiar vehicle pulls on scene. It was the suspect vehicle with the suspects inside. Officers made contact and they had gotten out of the vehicle and saw the house roped off with crime scene tape and said, whoa, what's going on? Now, let me put a little personal note in here. I'm sorry, if I'm going to pull up on my mom's house and there's crime scene tape around it, I'm going to be a lot more animated than, whoa, what's going on? I'm going to want to know what's happened to my mom. They didn't seem concerned. Their lack of concern didn't seem to fit what was going on on scene. So the officers took both of the subjects, put each one in a separate vehicle so that they could be questioned separately, and they were taken back to the station. The officers on scene continued to process the scene. One of the things that our caller told us when we were questioning her about, you know, having been stabbed and whatnot, she said that when she took the samurai sword out of her body, she tossed it to the left side of the bed, which is exactly where our detectives found it. Along with everything else she had said, she was the perfect caller in that she gave us everything we could possibly need to wrap this whole call up in a nice neat little bundle. Well, let's go back to the suspects. The suspects were the caller's daughter and her boyfriend, both of which lived with the victim. They're now at the station where they have to be questioned. They were questioned separately by two different detectives in two separate rooms. They each gave the exact same account of what happened. They made written statements and video statements, and they confessed that's right. They confess to everything. The resolution. 911 call received. Location acquired. Stabbing had occurred. Call transferred to EMS. Work in tandem with EMS to gather pertinent information. Officers arrived on scene. Scene cleared. Medics take victim to hospital. Crime scene roped off for safety. Suspects returned to scene. Suspects taken into custody. Confessions made by both subjects. Both subjects arrested and booked. Warrants applied for and issued. Suspects transported to county jail. As the pieces were all falling into place, the picture became very clear of what actually had happened. Through both of their statements, they had stated that they were upset with the mother. This is our why. This is why they did what they did. They were upset because the caller's daughter and the boyfriend were upset with the mother because she didn't like the boyfriend living in the basement and not contributing to the household. She had asked him to get a job and contribute or he'd have to find another place to live. They didn't like that answer, so they came up with a plan. 
according to their statements, the plan was to kill the mother, collect the insurance money, and inherit the house, and all their problems would be solved. So what they did was they started off with the plan. They attempted to kill her. They left the scene, went to the local Walmart, changed clothes in their vehicle, went on a little shopping spree to get some cigarettes, some snacks, and some drinks, came back to their vehicle, and enjoyed those treats before going back to the scene of the crime one hour later. So after compiling all of this information, well, what's that mean for our suspects? Because our caller is still alive, this is what they refer to as an assault first case. The officers wrote the report. They took photos of the crime scene. They gathered evidence at the crime scene. They put all this in a nice package for the prosecuting attorney. And what happens at that point, they fax it all down to the PA, the prosecuting attorney. It's up to the PA as to whether or not charges will be filed against one or both or neither of these suspects. In this case, they took it and ran. Both were charged with assault first, and a warrant was issued for their arrest. Back at our station, the subjects were taken to booking, where they were booked and fingerprinted, and they sat and waited to see if those warrants were issued. Once they were issued, the officers were able to transfer them from our facility to county jail, where they sat awaiting trial. Eventually, both of them were found guilty and sentenced to serve time. The female was sentenced 10 to 15 years, and the male subject who did the actual stabbing, he was sentenced to 15 to 25 years. Wait, let's go back and talk about our victim. What happened to her? We found out after the fact that she was a nurse. So when she took that samurai sword out of her body, she did it very slow and meticulously as to not cause any further damage inside, which was good because we found out that blade came three centimeters from her heart. It did nick her lung, and so she did have difficulty breathing for a short time, but they were able to treat all of her injuries. She spent a couple of days in ICU, another day or so recovering, and she was out of the hospital and back to nursing. What the caller did right. This caller did everything right. I don't say that very often, but this caller stayed calm under incredible circumstances. She gave me her name, her address, her phone number, almost without prompt. She took care of everything she needed to in order to get herself help. She answered all of our questions without hesitation, and she made it possible not only for me to look like the shining star, but to make our officers look like shining stars. So often we have to pull teeth to get all the information that we need. But this caller, she was the perfect storm. She gave us everything we needed. She gave us location. She gave us suspect information. She gave us time frame. With that, we were able to do our job much more easily and the bad guys ended up going to jail. Lessons learned. The perfect caller comes along so rarely with hot calls like this. I've learned as a dispatcher, if you have someone who's able to stay calm, 
use everything you can. Take advantage of that because your caller can give you more information. And trust me, more always better than less when you have a crime that's going on. And I will never complain about getting too much information. What I learned as a dispatcher. I learned how important it is to work hand in hand with other agencies and how lucky I was that night to have an EMS dispatcher take the reins and ask the questions that needed to be asked so that not only medical attention could be brought to this victim, but all of the information we needed for our officers before they arrived on scene to ensure their safety as well. The Legacy. This call has been my go-to call every time I'm asked, what is your most interesting call? What's your scariest call? What's your most memorable call? While this was a great call to tell others about, it also made me realize that this was the job for me. I was told by my trainer way back then that there would be calls that would make or break me. And if I could stay cool under extreme pressure and ask all the right questions and be able to do this job, then I would be a good dispatcher. I had a lot of help on this crazy call from my coworker that was working the radio to the EMS dispatcher to the officers who arrived on scene. The biggest help of all was from the caller who had just been stabbed by a samurai sword, was able to keep herself calm and give us all the information we needed to do our job. Another part of the legacy I'd like to add is asking for help, accepting help, and helping others in all aspects of our life makes us stronger. Never be afraid to ask or be too proud to accept or too selfish to offer. We all need help from time to time. What a crazy call, right? Have you been in a situation where you had to remain calm and collected to help someone else? Go to my website, fill out the quick web form, and tell me what situations you found yourself in where you needed to remain calm and collected to help someone else. Dispatcher information. Never hang up on an accidental 911 call. How many times have you done this? Where you put your phone in your pocket and it calls 911. Your child's playing with the phone, they call 911. You throw your phone in your purse, it calls 911. Happens all the time. It seems the smarter phones get, the more they like to call 911 all by themselves. If you notice that this has happened, please just stay on the line. In all cases, when 911 is accidentally dialed, please stay on the phone. Let us know it was an accident. It doesn't even matter what the accident was. We just need to know that you're safe. When you hang up on an accidental 911 call, we have to then call you back just to make sure that you're safe. If you stay on the line with us, it saves us a lot of time, saves you a lot of time, and there's no need to be embarrassed. It happens to everyone. Just stay on the line so we know that you're okay. The calls, stories, and legacies I share are dispatched digitally. The lessons learned by all, the callers, you, especially me, are a piece of my life's unfolding story that I'm proud to share and are preserved digitally. Your thoughts, ideas, and comments can be sent to me electronically at my website, digitallydispatched.com. I am a 911 dispatcher. My name is Lisa, and you have been digitally dispatched.